0: Everybody, Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace. Today, I have a creator joining me to talk about her interconnected superhero universe that she created called Ala Brava. Uh, It's a universe that's focused on Latina superheroes, and I I was really interested in having her on to talk about this. Long-time listeners of the podcast will know how much, uh, I think, diversity and different voices in comics are important, and it's really important to bring in new readers for those readers to have uh, heroes to look up to that remind them of themselves. They can see themselves, they can put themselves behind the mask or in the shoes of those superheroes. So it's my pleasure to welcome Caden Phoenix to the show. Caden, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing me on.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really great to have you. Uh, long time coming. We talked way back at WonderCon about making this happen. Uh, it took a little longer than I would have liked, but it's great because now we can talk about uh, what you have planned and and what you're going to have for sale and whatnot uh, over uh, at San Diego Comic-Con coming up next week. Uh, But before we talk about that, why don't you give a a brief introduction uh, of yourself and this universe that you've created?
1: Absolutely. So I'm Kayden Phoenix. I'm the writer and creator for a La Brava. It's a universe of Latino superheroes. It's the first Latino superhero team in comic book history, which is really cool and sad at the same time. But either way, it's still really cool. It's all Latino artists. And the first set of books are origin stories of each five of the characters. And then the one that's coming out and debuting at Comic Con is the origin of the team. So they become a team called A La Brava. So similar like Justice League, Avengers, X-Men, etc.
0: So I'm so curious about how you came up. I mean, obviously it was a, a niche that needed to be fill, filled, going back to what I was saying about, you know, give, giving Latina, uh, young Latina girls a chance to, to see themselves as these heroes. But th- I mean, did you grow up reading comics? Were you a fan? And you were like, ah, how come there are no superheroes that look like me?
1: I was actually really lucky in that I never read a comic book my whole, like up to like some years ago, which I find very funny because that is my my little world right now. But no, I grew up watching film and TV. And so it's kind of honestly the exact same thing. It's just like name a Latino superhero on TV or film, right? Or name anything, you know, it's just that we just don't have that. Unfortunately, I had my Latino superheroes as my mom and my great aunt, you know, like and people in my family, very, you know, very familiar, but like, I did not have it in media. So, you know, I did not think in that sense, like we're who else could be a superhero? Like, why can't we be a judge or a president or anything else in that sense? Cause we just don't see it. You know, if you're female, if you're a Latina, we just don't get that. And it's slowly, you know, slowly changing. Uh, I don't know if it's changing necessarily in comics, but here, you know, in, in film and media, it's slowly, it's slow progression.
0: Yeah. What I find so interesting, you know, if you grow up in that environment, you know, in that, in that culture, um, And certainly for for myself, that was my mom's side of the family. The side of the family we're close to, um, you know, Latin families tend to be very close knit and it might've been the guys that were kind of macho and blustery, but it was always the women I felt that were the strongest and kind of the glue that held the family together. So it makes a lot of sense in, at least, you know, from what I saw growing up, uh, that heroism, that self-sacrifice. That's what I saw in the female role models, at least in, in my family. I'm sure it was the same for you, right?
1: Absolutely. And somewhat that's different on my side is that I was in matriarchs on both sides of my family. So it was really nice. I didn't know that we were in a patriarchy otherwise, and everyone right. else is generally in a patriarchal uh, family. Obviously, we're in a patriarchal society. But, you know, it's just because it was a matriarchs, that's all I knew. It's like, of course, the mom runs it or the female, you know, runs the household or runs you know the event and all that extra stuff and so that's what I grew up knew, knowing and so me coming to like you know realization and in regards to the industries and actual work it's like what what do you mean I get paid less what do you mean like any of this other stuff I'm like how is that fair and it's not fair none of it is fair uh, And so this is somewhat of a result or my superheroes this is like why I'd, I never thought that I wasn't a superhero I never thought that a girls and Latinos can't be superheroes because of how I was raised in that sense, you know, like, why can't we have equal pay? Why can't we have literally just basics surviving, you know, levels that everyone else has. And I just still don't get it. And so it's a big why to me. Uh, but yes, I I very much agree with you in that sense.
0: Yes. I mean, it sounds like we had very similar experiences. Yeah. It was always the women in my family that that called the shots. The men were smart enough to to let them. So that was (laughs) always, uh, kind of the, the, uh, situation that I grew up in as well. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is when we, when we talk about superheroes, you know, obviously you, you, you know, you grew up in the United States um, and and so much of our superheroes are informed by kind of Western myths or uh, Western European myths, you know, a lot of Norse mythology, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, that sort of thing, which is so vastly different from, you know, uh, Latin culture and Latin mythology, whether it be Incan or Aztec or Mayan or, or whatever it might be. Um, so how do you balance that the the fact that maybe if you're trying to bring in some of those latin themes for people that are are used to you know um american comics they may not be familiar with this have you have you had anybody that that's uh, asked questions about that or or how do you um how do you approach that challenge
1: Honestly I don't necessarily Talk about any cultures in that sense in regards to mythology in my next book that after A La Brava, I my princesses and that's Mexica and she's an Aztec princess. So that's absolutely that is you know that's Aslan and that's everything back then, um, in the Mesoamerica times. But for A La Brava, for Latinos, they like you said they're American Latinos, you know, and so they have American problems. You know, it's not nothing has nothing to do with their past. We're saying I don't necessarily show the cultures like i think the greek gods are really cool and so are the roman gods you know but i don't necessarily have to speak about it i don't speak about the aztec gods either Mm -hmm. uh, because that's nothing to do with their origin story right like you think of x-men x-men doesn't mention the greeks you know or you Mm -hmm. know unless you know they, they just don't unless that was where the character's from blah 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 you know or you know thor and all that extra stuff but has nothing to do with my superheroes. they're they're much they're very grounded and so they don't necessarily need like a god or a deity to look up to in that sense only and to follow and so because they have grounded they're also they're grounded powers and grounded skills and like the issues are grounded so everything's just like really real world and it doesn't it has, it has nothing to do with the historical with, with their past in regards to mythology
0: okay well let's flip, flip it the other way then um Obviously, it's not like you're saying these are only stories that uh, Latinas will uh, identify with, right? I mean, there are, mm-hmm. there are common themes, whether you're male or female, whether you're, you know, Hispanic descent or, or not. Um, you know, there are commonalities that, that we all have. So, I'm sure you have readers that are, uh, you know, identify with these characters in that way, you know, in terms of, hey, they, they look like me. They have the same background or heritage I do. But I'm sure you have readers that don't. Right talk a little bit about the the community reaction.
1: Yeah, it's been really wonderful. It's been really really honestly welcoming, which is really nice. Like no one's ever no one's mad at me and everyone's just really excited regardless of their gender or ethnicity because they're they're aware of the need for it. Like you said like where is our representation? The answer is zero. It's you know, we're invisible still. But you know, like, here's this, like, they, they light up and they're like, here's a dancer from, you know, she does flocuorico, which is Mexican um, traditional dance. You know, like, there's little things that are okay, like, she's from Mexico, obviously, uh, because of her tradition. And actually, that's where she's from, that's her na- nationality. But you know, like, the themes themselves, the story themselves are universal. So, Jalisco, she wants to save her stolen mom, right? That's a reverse taken. Anybody wants to save their mom if they get stolen. It doesn't matter what gender or ethnicity or where you're from. Like, it doesn't matter. Of course, you don't want to save your mom. So, of course, you'd invest <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, great. I root for you. I will follow you through the story um, and continue with your arcs because of that. Because, obviously, it's an honorable pursuit in the first place. And so, that's my story. I mean, like I said, they're very grounded. Some, there are very social justice issues as well. The youngest one is Lokita. She starts seeing demons, ghosts, goblins, ghouls, right? It has nothing to do with her ethnicity. It's just, she starts seeing them and she becomes a detective in the supernatural world while she goes to high school. So it's just like, it's fun. It's cute. Obviously she has an arc and she learns like all superheroes do, but the themes are universal. And I did that on purpose because anybody can read it. Um, you know, everybody can relate to it as well. You know, some are more fantastical than others, but, uh, it is relatable. And so then that was on purpose.
0: And then you, well, but you must have, uh, readers and fans that are, uh, more able to identify with these characters, obviously, because it does represent who they are. You know, it's one thing for a little Latina girl to look at Supergirl and yeah, you can like Supergirl, but you know, she's very light, complected, blue eyes, blonde hair, you know, a little harder to see, see yourself that way. But although I think it's great that we have um, an actress of Latin descent, that's going to play Supergirl upcoming, that Mm -hmm. that has me really excited. Uh, But getting back to what I was saying, you know, having um, heroes that really, you can see yourself as. So do you have any fans? Any Have you had any uh, sort of reactions or uh, moments with fans that have come up with, you know, younger readers that they're just super excited and they've read it and they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much for doing this. Anything stand out?
1: Yeah. On my first Comic-Con, I, had, I was LA Comic-Con in 2019, right, obviously, right before the pandemic times. And I had um, Jalisco. So the one with the dancer with the dress mm-hmm. and some girl ran up and she's and at the very beginning, because I had my little sign that said Jalisco and anyone that's from Jalisco, they they like walked up really like they stomped up and they're just like, what is this? Right. And like their tone was just really like very defensive. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's their hometown. It's their state. Uh, and then I was like, oh, it's her name. Your name's Jalisco. Da, da. And I gave them like the little story and then they lit up and like just smiled. Right. Like it, Like they weren't hostile towards me anymore. Right. And so it was really nice. Like, I do remember that because so many people were very protective of, you know, of just explaining their culture, explaining, you know, the state of school, all that extra stuff until they figured it out. Until I said, hey, I'm Latina, I'm Chicana, blah, 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 nice. you know, like, and they're like, okay, cool, you can do it, you know, in their mind. Um, and so one one of those people, like, she was in a study house when she walked up, but she's she was just so happy. I told her the story. She's like, great, I'll buy 10. I'm going to send them all to my family in Jalisco. school. <laughs> and it was such a nice thing, like, so cool. surprised me. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I just took them out of my, you know, um, but that was really nice and welcoming because something I like it's the support, the instant support, especially from all that other, the, the pre people that I had to kind of talk to um, that they, you know, they get it, you know, once they understand it, what it is, they're like, okay, cool. I get it. I support it. Obviously my family in high school support it and all that extra stuff behind it. And so that's one of them that does done that to me.
0: Now, being that you kind of got it started right before the pandemic hit, was that kind of challenging then? Because, you, you know, you did a show and then you probably had more shows planned for 2020 and then the, the rug got pulled out from under all of us. That must have been challenging.
1: Right, so WonderCon found me, WonderCon San Diego, Comic-Con found me on Instagram, and they invited me to their table, they invited me to pitch panels, which was really nice, and right, and this was in, you know, in the top of the year of 2020, and then of course, and I was like, great, WonderCon, you know, um, Long Beach Comic-Con as well was on at that time, uh, and then of course, there was the pause button, everything got paused, and so, you know, WonderCon I finally had at the top of this year, a uh, San Diego special edition I had at the end of last year, but like for two years, nothing, so you know, and economically, yeah, it was a little bit more of a hardship because I am very B2C. And so I need to talk to people, right? You know, face to face. Right. And so that was a little bit tough, but the positive thing is that it gave me time to catch up, right? As opposed to saying, I have five superiors. they become a team. Here's my one book. And now right. I can say, here's my five books and really five books. And here's the team book. So like, that's the great thing. Like, cause we all work from home. All my artists work from home. I work from home as well. And so we continued our work and so now i now i'm actually i i am ready to present it now and you know keep going and so that's that's where i'm at so kind of hardships you know obviously economic but that was for everybody not just me you know and so that's fine we all survived i'm very um fortunate you know and happy that i did and so we just keep going
0: so was that the first panel that you had a chance to to do then this year uh, earlier this year at, at WonderCon? WonderCon.
1: I, it wasn't. I had a panel at L.A. Comic Con actually, and Long Beach Comic Con, and Pasadena Comic Con, and then when San Diego was at home and WonderCon was at home, I did have those panels as well. Gotcha. But to answer the question, yeah, I mean WonderCon officially us being back, yes.
0: Right, and what uh, what was it? Did it have a good turnout? Like, what was that experience yeah. like?
1: it was really fun. I like doing panels. I mean, panels are. i you know, I, I learn every time I'm on, even if I'm on the panel, I learn a lot from, from the other guests and from the moderator as well. So um, I appreciate it. You know, the turnout is always good. They always ask really amazing, great questions. Like I don't know the future per se, but I do know who's spearheading it, you know, and who's fighting for it, which are the people, Mm -hmm. the guests um, next to me as well. And so that's, you know, that's, that gives hope. And it's always just very inspiring to me.
0: Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because that was going to be my next question. So, you know, obviously you mentioned earlier that it's changing and the representation is heading in the, in the right direction. Obviously we still have a long way to go, especially when we talk about kind of social issues and, and you know, you can explore those in the stories that you're telling because again, very relatable, um, you know, discrimination and just the crazy world we live in right now. But have you had a chance to connect with with other creators who are kind of, um, you know, str- fighting the same battle that, that you're fighting? Because you can, when you connect with peers and colleagues like that then it helps to have like a support structure so not only for hey i'm stuck on this story idea let me you know bounce something off you but also to to talk about like the logistical challenges you know because nobody who's not made a comic understands the challenges that go with making a comic especially working from home and being kind of isolated at times so have you had a chance to kind of create a support group with other people that are kind of in the same fight you're in
1: Um, I have a lot of associates. I don't I mean, my artist and I, we speak all the time because I have gotcha. roughly 20 to 24 artists mm-hmm. all at the same time uh, because I have four or five books always running at the same time. And so that's always a dialogue. If they think, hey, this is probably better or, hey, I don't know why this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And they don't understand my storyboard or the script or whatever. They'll, talk, they'll tell me, which is nice, which is great. I'm always, always open to it, right? Because they see things differently than I do because they actually come from comics and I do not. I come from film. Mm-hmm. And so I, I very much appreciate all of that. If it makes more sense and makes it better, obviously, you know, most of the time I always say, yes, let's do it, uh, whatever their angle is that they want to do. And so those are the ones I actually do speak to um, the most in regards to the comic creators. Not particularly. I mean, I, I do know some Latina superhero creators. They, they do different things than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, our our angle is different as well. And so, and, you know, and I appreciate what they're doing, you know, and all that extra stuff, but I do know we're going kind of different paths. And so that, so no, not necessarily, I'm there if they have questions. I don't think they have questions for me at all. Right. But, um, and I know that as well, that they'd be there if I had any questions for them, but I think I got it pretty down. Like I'm just on repeat mode, right? Like it's just a system and just scaling, just scaling my systems is what I'm kind of doing right now, honestly. And so it's just, you know, you know right at pre-production and the production part is all the art stuff and the post-production is the marketing and the sales and going to the cons and all that extra little circles. And just as repeat over and over. Um, so the answer I guess is no, <laughs> but to my artists, yes. <laughs>
0: Well, no, that's good. That's good. Because uh, I was going to ask about collaboration and what that's like. Uh, well, tell us more about what uh, some of the items are that you're going to have uh, available at San Diego or other shows. You Obviously, you have the first five books. Um, any other items? And then we'll talk about uh, for the people that can't make it out to San Diego, how uh, they can get a hold of your, uh, your work. But tell us what else you have besides just these five initial books.
1: So, the five initial books are the origin stories of the first five superheroes. And then the sixth book is A La Brava. So, that is the team book. And that's the one that is debuting at Comic-Con. So, I'm really excited about that. They actually come in tomorrow. So, I haven't even seen them yet. Oh, wow. But- yeah, I was just like, I, I hope they come. And they totally came from China because I paid for the expedited uh, plane ride. But it's really great. And so that's my main one that I'm showing. We have new t-shirts as well with A La Brava team. So different, um, I guess, Comic-Con, not necessarily exclusive, but a Comic-Con premiere, <laughs> uh, but new t-shirt of the team in their team uniform as well because they do get their team uniform in that book, A La Brava. And then I just have the patches and I have my stickers and just everything else, uh, t-shirts and hoodies for people that like to sweat through summer. <laughs> Uh, but all the regular fun little things uh, that we've had as well.
0: Okay, and for anybody who's going to be at Comic Con, are you in the small press area? Are you in Artist Alley? Where's where are you located? Yes,
1: I'm in Artist Alley, so it's the very far left hand side, and my row is FF 7 So Artist Alley FF 7
0: Okay, and then for those that aren't lucky enough to be heading to Comic Con, where do you have a website? Like, where's the best place to can you uh, you know mail order that sort of thing?
1: Absolutely. So yes, I can ship anywhere uh, within the United States. Of course, um, international costs a lot more because our post office, but uh, otherwise my website is latinasuperheroes.com backslash shop, but also there's a tab. So latinasuperheroes, plural.com.
0: Great. And I'll put a link to the website in the show notes, everybody. So you can go and click there if you're having a hard time finding it. Uh, And as we're wrapping up here, Caden, why don't you let everybody know uh, where they can find you online, follow your work. I mean, I I imagine that you love to get feedback, you know, somebody buys something at a show, you know, they may not see you till the following year if you come back to that show. But if you want to, you know, hear from Caden or to let her know what you thought about the book, are you active on social media? Like where's the best place to follow you and your work?
1: Um, My favorite social media that I use is Instagram. And so that's the same thing, Latina superheroes, plural. So same thing as website, but just the Instagram um, user handle is Latina superheroes.
0: Great. I'll put a link to the Instagram in the show notes as well, everybody. So, uh, well, Caden, hopefully I'll get a chance to run into you at the show, swing by the yeah. table and say hi. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your work uh, with us. And everybody, Like, uh, just go over to the website and check it out. Even if it's not for you, it's, it's you know worth a 30 seconds, a couple of minutes to go over there, click on it and check it out. Because as I said, representation uh, is important. So, again, uh, best of luck with the debut for issue uh, number six with the team all coming together, Caden. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you. So to you listeners, we want to thank you for your support also. We appreciate you joining as always, and we will talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple.